but he's heading for Woolworth and Woolco to get set for Halloween. There's costumes of TV favorites like Wonder Woman and the Hulk. There's popular characters from Star Wars, and there's superheroes like Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, and many more at bare bones prices, two thirty-eight to four seventeen. And there's spook sticks, face pops, Halloween's wrapped candy of every kind, all at the favorite Halloween haunts, Woolworth and Woolco. Welcome to the Happy Halloween Podcast. My name is Tony, and I'll be your host, and this is your home for all things Halloween. I hope everyone is doing well. Personally, I'm struggling from the time change, but on the bright side, at least we're about six months away from the unofficial beginning to spooky season. Today, we're going to find out what the Cold War has to do with Halloween. But let's start with our history segment. Last month, we talked about the 50s and 60s. So today, we're going to continue on with the 70s and 80s. In my opinion, this was the heyday of Halloween. But I'm sure I'm just being a little biased because that was the time of my childhood. Back in the 70s and 80s, your mom would take you to Kmart to pick out your Ben Cooper costume or another brand because they all came in the same square plastic packages They all had plastic smocks and came with plastic masks, but they were all awesome. Unless Halloween was on the weekend, you would have a Halloween party at school that day, which would include games, candy, costume contests, and even in some cases, haunted houses. On Halloween night, you would grab a pillowcase from your bed if you didn't have a jack-o'-lantern, and you'd head out into the dark amongst a sea of screaming and giggling children. Some neighborhoods had people that were Halloween lovers to the point of turning their front yard or garage into a haunted house. Then, after you were worn out from walking and or were practically dragging your candy haul behind you, you'd head home for the obligatory dumping out of the candy on the kitchen table so your parents can go through it, checking for razor blades, pins and needles, and tampered with packaging. It's kind of crazy how things have changed since then. But we'll talk about that next month when we bring this segment to its close. Before we get to our main topic today, let's throw it over to our playlist master, Bob Baker. Take it away, Bob. Why, thanks, Tony. We are setting the Wayback Machine for today's Halloween Minute to my compilation from the year 2011. Today's song reflects how I've expanded my definition over the years for what constitutes an appropriate song for Halloween. Now I tend to be more inclusive, which gets me into trouble with my family. Every year I will hear the constant refrain of, what does this have to do with Halloween? And I like to argue that our favorite autumnal celebration incorporates a number of factors, both eerie and entertaining. It is not just about scary but fun and freaky as well. 
At first, I would limit my selection to spooky melodies and verses about Halloween. But then I began to layer in tunes about things that are frightening, like monsters, killers, spiders, bats. Next, I added songs with devils, demons, witchcraft, and magic. And finally, I sought out those ballads to the sugary confections, the raison d'etre for trick-or-treating, which is how we arrive at today's sunny pop rock song, Candy, by Gavin DeGraw. DeGraw brings his warm, gruff voice to this lively tune, and it is an enjoyable listen. Who doesn't like singing the praises and paying respect to the sweeter things in life, like candy? Happy Halloween! Remember the day you came to me and said you found the truth. And I turned away and told you you should take another look. I said, do you see what's going on? I know you trust. That was Candy by Gavin DeGraw. Thanks for the outside-the-box pick there, Bob. So, a couple of weeks ago, I was driving around when I saw an eerie glow appear on the horizon. As it got closer, I realized it was a jogger wearing a vest with glowing tubes on it for safety. Naturally, my brain went straight to the glow sticks that we used to use on Halloween as kids. So I said to myself, Self... Let's do a segment on the podcast about glow sticks. So without further ado. Glow sticks have become a popular item during the Halloween season, providing a fun and exciting way to light up costumes and decorations. These colorful, luminous tubes have a fascinating history that dates back several decades. The origins of glow sticks can be traced back to the 1960s, during the height of the Cold War. Scientists were looking for a way to develop a safe and reliable source of light that could be used in emergency situations such as power outages or nuclear disasters. The idea was to create a chemical reaction that would produce a glowing light without the use of electricity or batteries. In 1962, a British inventor named Edwin Shandross created the first glow stick, Taking a cue from the chemical luciferin, which is found in bioluminescent insects such as fireflies, and luminol, which is the chemical forensic investigators use to find blood. His invention was based on a chemical reaction between two compounds, a dye and a peroxide. When these two substances were mixed together, they produced a bright, colorful glow that lasted for several hours. In the early 70s, the U.S. military started using these glow sticks for emergency lights, landing markers, and many other uses. Due to their low manufacturing costs and the ease of disposal, they are still used regularly in military applications. However, it wasn't until the 1980s that glow sticks began to gain popularity as a novelty item. 
1987, a company called OmniGlow Corporation introduced the first commercial glow sticks, which were marketed as party favors and toys. These early glow sticks were small, simple tubes that could be snapped and shaken to activate the chemical reaction and produce the glowing light. The popularity of glow sticks during Halloween has also led to the development of new and innovative products. For example, there are now glow-in-the-dark costumes and accessories, such as masks, wands, and jewelry. These items are a fun way to add a unique and creative twist to Halloween costumes. Glow sticks aren't just for Halloween, though. They are used in a variety of other settings. They are commonly used at concerts, festivals, and sporting events, where they can create a festive and energetic atmosphere. They are also used in emergency situations, such as during power outages or natural disasters, as a reliable source of light, which circles back to the main reason they were created. So, this is the point of the podcast where the news would go, but unfortunately there's nothing really to talk about. I guess you could say it's kind of dead right now. So, let's move on to some music. Alright, first up, we've got a little something to get your head bobbing. It's Halloween Hot Knife by Synth Lad. Next up is Titus Andronicus with the song Home Alone on Halloween. Last one for today is Halloween's Coming by Hearts Bonfire.
spooks and creeps that's gonna do it for this episode i'll be back in your ears in a few weeks for the bonus episode on the 31st in the meantime if you enjoy the show you can go show me some love on your favorite podcast app or over on youtube i'm pretty close to having all the main episodes uploaded over there if you want to buy drac some riboflavin flavored non-carbonated polyunsaturated blood yes please i'm running out I know, dude. That's why I told him. Chill. You could head on over to Ko-Fi. That's ko-fi.com slash the Happy Halloween Podcast. If you would like some merch, you can find some shirts and mugs over at etsy.com slash shop slash the Happy Halloween Pod. And finally, if you love horror stories that are not necessarily about Halloween, you can check out my other YouTube channel, Fireside Frights where I put out weekly episodes with one or two short horror stories. From the bottom of my spooky little heart, I appreciate each and every one of you guys. So until next time, Happy Halloween! <laughs>